Welcome to the Heart of a Friend. This is Andy Wygand, and I believe that we are destined for more than what we've become. This is the second of three parts explaining a simple approach to a better life. In part one, I ask two questions. What do you think is the one thing you could do to create greater happiness or satisfaction in your life? What is the one thing you could do to make a more significant impact for good on our world? The answer isn't complicated or hard to understand. In the words of John, a follower of Jesus, Dear friends, let us love one another. Love is not an emotion, it's a choice. Love is doing what's best for another person, whatever it takes, regardless of how we feel. Now, if we do what's best for another person, whatever it takes, two magical things begin to happen. First, something slowly begins to change inside of us. A decision to love can lead to a feeling of love. We can act our way into the right feelings. When I act as if I love other people, even when at the moment I might not feel it, my heart begins to soften and change. Feelings of love begin to slowly rise in my heart. I begin to change. But there's more. Second, something slowly begins to change in other people. Let's think about that. Confucius was a Chinese philosopher who lived over 2,500 years ago. He was once asked by a student, Master, what is the one word that stands as a rule for all of life? His answer, that one word that stands as a rule for all of life would be reciprocity. The Apostle Paul said something similar. A person reaps what they sow. Reciprocity. A more contemporary statement of the principle of reciprocity comes from the late Zig Ziglar, an author and motivational speaker. He put it this way, If you go looking for a friend, you're going to find they are very scarce. If you go out to be a friend, you'll find them everywhere. I'm not claiming this works every time. We all know there are exceptions, but nine times out of ten, reciprocity works. So if we demonstrate love to another person, we're going to get love in return. When I was the new pastor at my first church many moons ago, I was given some advice that proved to be true. It worked, and it's been one of the most important pieces of advice I've ever received. This church had had an unfortunate history with a series of former pastors. Sadly, I think the best way to to, to characterize the relationship of the former pastors with the congregation would be to say they just didn't like each other. Well, the church custodian took me aside and gave me the most important advice I could have been given in the situation. He said, Andy, if you love these people, they will love you. My experience there was not without its difficulties, but in the end, the advice worked like magic. And it's worked ever since.
Love people and they will love you. Reciprocity. The principle of reciprocity works universally, not just in churches. One of my favorite podcasts on leadership is produced by Kerry Newhoff. Not long ago, he interviewed Deanne Turner from Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A does make a good chicken sandwich, but the real secret of their success formula that has grown the company to tens of billions of dollars in annual revenue is not about the chicken. It's about the amazing culture of customer service they have created. They care intensely about their customers. The entire organization is built around having a heart for service, loving the customer, doing what's best for the customer, whatever it takes. Chick-fil-A loves its customers, and no surprise, its customers love Chick-fil-A. That's reciprocity at work. Nine times out of ten, if we demonstrate love to another person, we're going to get love in return. Confucius was right. The Apostle Paul was right. Zig Ziglar was right. The church custodian was right. Truett, Kathy, and Chick-fil-A are right. Doing what's best for another person, whatever it takes, is magical. It will not only change us, it will change them. It'll work in marriage, it'll work in churches, it'll work in schools, it'll work in business, it'll work in any other kind of organization. In every setting where people interact with each other, it works. And life becomes better for everyone. Making the decision to love others changes us, and it changes them. Doing what is best for another person, whatever it takes, is the key to transforming all our relationships. And having good relationships is really, in the end, the key to a fulfilling life. That's why I think such a compelling case can be made for this, that the one thing we can do that will create the greatest happiness and satisfaction in life, the one thing we can do that will make the biggest difference for good in the world is, in the words of John, the follower of Jesus, love one another. Robert Waldinger is the current director of a longitudinal study that began at Harvard University back in 1938. That was over 80 years ago. They began carefully following over 700 young adults from Harvard and from other parts of the Boston area. One of the goals was to research what factors contribute the most to happiness and satisfaction in life. The results were conclusive and profoundly important for anyone who wants to maximize their own enjoyment of life. Perhaps it is not a surprise that satisfaction in life does not come from the usual suspects, wealth and possessions, achievements, position or fame. Dr. Waldinger presented their conclusions in a TED Talk I heard a year or so ago. They were as follows. One, good relationships keep us happier and healthier. Loneliness is a killer. Two, the quality of your close relationships is most important. And three, good relationships protect our brains 
and our mental health. The good life is built with good relationships. That is the summary conclusion. And, of course, those good relationships are built with love. He closes with these words of Mark Twain. Quote, There isn't time so brief as life for bickering, apologies, heartburnings, callings to account. There is only time for loving. And but an instant, so to speak, for that. End quote. Love one another. Doing what's best for another person, whatever it takes, is the key to transforming all our relationships. And having good relationships is, in the end, the key to a fulfilling life and a better world. This is the truth. Hidden in plain sight for 2,000 years. It's not complicated or hard to understand, but it is magical. In the words of John, Dear friends, let us love one another. Do this, and we just may find the life we've always wanted. It will change us, and it will change the world. So, once again, if I had one thing to say to you about improving the quality of life for yourself and for others, if this is the only message you were ever to get from me, if these were to be my last words to my family and friends, this is what I would want you to hear. Dear friends, let us love one another. It's a simple approach to a better life. Now, for the most important aspect of this whole topic, how can we get better at doing this? In one form or another, we've heard it all. It's been commonly heard, but unfortunately, uncommonly practiced. How can we do better? To find out more about how to implement this, join me next time for part three of A Simple Approach to a Better Life. Remember, we are destined for more than what we have become. This is from the heart of a friend.